of Internet Wonderland. I hope my voice finds you well for the second time today. Welcome back to my home. This is Cheshire's Place. As always, I am your host, the melodious one, Mr. Cheshire. You can always find me in my small little corner of Internet Wonderland by clicking a like on the Facebook group page, Cheshire's Place, a looking glass and a logical madness. You can listen to this episode and all other content on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many other platforms. Mind you, we do have a list of every platform that we're on on the Facebook group page, so be sure to follow it. Also, you can follow me on on a couple other places, but let's continue. Not his OnlyFans, though. God, no. No, it's Fansly. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Brand or me. <laughs> Thank you, Mandy Rose. Anyways, no, if you ever want to drop a line, say, you know, say hi or give any thoughts or suggestions for upcoming episodes feel free to email me at cheshire looking glass at gmail.com you can follow me on twitter at place cheshire you can follow me on tiktok at cheshire place and hopefully once we can get the youtube channel and locals up i'll be able to put that information up as well just let y'all know so 
round two of this weekend <laughs> of this weekend's uh, wrestling goodness. Uh-huh. The first double shot of 2023, the first double shot of season six. Hopefully, we won't have to do too many more of these because double shots are always they can be tedious at times. I'll show you tedious. We didn't watch AEW, okay? Are you sure? Um, well, actually, with that toxic attraction match, which we're going to get into, but proper introductions. Once again, I do have to give proper introductions for the OG of Internet Wonderland. He is my hetero life mate. He is my brother from another mother. He is the man, the myth, the legend, Monkey. How's it going? Hello. <laughs> you missed me earlier. I was doing some very felonious things with this microphone. You mean almost what J.J. Walkies was doing? Pretty close. I was earlier kind of like this. I was actually I was gonna see if I can talk like this if I pick it up properly. But well, it picks it, it up slightly a little bit. So yeah. See, I could have put this on TikTok too. I was I was behind the microphone, behind beneath, around. Yes. <laughs> making all sorts of really uh, suggestive it's looking wrap around. Wow. Yes. Not with my equipment. Not with my equipment, man. Come uh, on. Yeah. It, this stuff I'm costs a already, lot. I'm already getting. Uh, I'm getting chastised by our, our fourth co-host, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll introduce her again here. Yeah, but anyways, continuing on, our next co-host that are that's with us right now, she is the first lady of Internet Wonderland. She is one third of the Sirens. She is my other half, my better half. Let's give it up for Miss Sally Stitch. How's it going, Ooh, Sally? I'm tired. I know you've had a long day. <laughs> That's good. I mean, you had the speech tournament. You had to work at Mouse River Players for the show Bone Chiller. Which is where our other two co-hosts are are fulfilling their duties as thespians and breaking legs. Hopefully breaking not legs their own. and taking hearts and yeah. breaking the laws of physics. Amen. So I'm glad that you're able to make it here. It's greatly appreciated. Thanks for having me. And Always. I don't have to be under the table this time. I, I'm still going to try to work on the fifth mic. <laughs> Yes. Who knows? Maybe I'll just get like a round, t- actual round table in here. Now you're gonna need six mics because we got our, our other co-hosts. Here yes, right yes, yes. She now, needs a mic too. Yes, she's very. She silent. seems like the strong, silent type. She though. is. She's so, very strong, very silent. introducing our newest co-host. She is a part of Subnormality. Yes, which you can actually catch on YouTube. Yep. It, he, she is on Facebook and Instagram. Yep. Through the wonderful world of Winston Roundtree. Yes, yes, yes. So, making her debut officially here. Other than her cameo she had last, last episode. Yes, which we got pictures of her. Of her. She was actually uh, warming up herself for this episode and helping put up the previous episode online. Yep. So, if you follow the Facebook group page, you will know who we are talking about. We are talking about the mysterious, the alluring, and the soul-taking Sphinx. How's it going, Sphinx? It's going great. <laughs> hey, you can't be your voice. Sorry, I'm fine. She, 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 fine. she talks to us telepathically. It's all mental. I missed all that earlier. It's okay. We're all mental, so, so. Yeah. yeah. So, Sphinx will be talking to us, even though y'all will not be able to hear it. Yes. It's kind of interesting. It's kind of wonderful. And it's already it's magical. She's already chastising me, which I, I, I kind of find that attractive. Yep. Whoa, whoa, Sorry, whoa, fine. whoa, whoa. What's that, Sphinx? No, you can't do that right now. It, it, it would bring me too much great pleasure, and we can't record that on, on here. We, might we will not record that on here. Anyways, 
For, know, first and foremost, because things with Sphinx here is going to get a little crazy, we are going to once again enact the off-the-rails <laughs> clause, which the off-the-rail clause is quite simple. During the show, we're not going to be editing anything, so if we cough, if we clear our voices, you know, that's happened. That's Someone's going off. Here, y'all continue real quick. So, yes, we will say a bunch of bad things that might not be very appropriate. So, if you have anyone that's under the age of 18 within the vicinity or listening, please be advised. So, yeah, because we're adults here. We're, we're going to kind of adult. We're adults? Kind of. Like I said, it's it's very, very, suggestive. very, yeah, suggestive <laughs> that we are. But So, um, on that note, um, tonight we are going to be uh, discussing our coverage of... NXT's Vengeance Day Premium Live Event, which, as we all know, is Chester's favorite word, Premium Live Event. He loves it. He loves it. He Always loves tell it so him much. to say that. But before we get into <laughs> it, um, I did have one other quick little news blurb, so we, we won't go into the awesome music this time. I am monkey. This is monkey. Got news. Yes. So. Um, this other uh, news blurb that we have here, kind of update information, and I did remember it after the, the fact, but it was something that did happen this last week, and that is kind of the unfortunate, but uh, I, I would say much deserving um, retirement of Ozzy Osbourne's touring, because he, he has announced that he is going to retire from touring because of injuries and, and health and whatnot. And, of course, as we all know, Ozzy being the performer he has been for the past 50, 60 years, you know, it, it is very well-deserving that he gets to finally take a break. And, um, and of course, it is very heartbreaking not only to the fans but also to himself as he said that this is the one thing that he does not want to do is feel that he is letting down the fans and he feels that he would have let down the fans if he would have tried to continue touring in his current condition. So... That is the uh, unfortunate news, but as I said before, it is also a well-deserving retirement for him that he deserves to have, because you know that's the one thing we don't want to hear is a, another performer, you know, passing away on the road when he should be at this point here being able to enjoy his, uh, I guess you can say his golden years of his life at this point. So that is the uh, unfortunate, but again, as I said, at the same time. Very well deserved honoring news that uh, for for Ozzy Osbourne. Thank you, Ozzy Osbourne. We yes, love you. We do. We we very much so love you. Yes, we do. And I'm officially back. You know, sometimes yes. work calls at the weirdest bloody times. Thankfully, I don't have to go in. All right, because if we did, we'd have to sit the Sphinx on them and you know tell them to piss off. Yeah, the we Sphinx have, we would have work destroy. To do here, man. The Sphinx would destroy everything, yes. and I wouldn't have a job to go back to. Is that such a bad thing? True. Anyways, so we so. are here for the second part of our double shot, which yes. is a review of NXT Vengeance Day 2023. Yep. And I already stated that kind of ish. Yeah. <laughs> kind but of ish. this was a good show overall. I mean, there were some ups, there were some downs. There was a lot of exciting moments. Uh-huh. Very exciting. Very it, moments. <laughs> we had a lot of banter and of course we played our favorite game what the fuck is booker t saying yes 
Shucky ducky quack quack. It's all about paychecks and championships, baby. <laughs> so, okay, so let me explain this. And I think I explained it a little bit in season five. But whenever Booker T comes on commentary for NXT or for any of the pre-shows for any of the pay-per-views relating to WWE, he always says the most outlandish stuff. Well, Booker T has, uh, I, I would say, is a lot like me. He's got scatterbrain. So he'll just start talking weird random shit until something comes out that sounds halfway plausible. And people will just go with it because it's like, you know what? He's a two-time Hall of Famer. We'll listen to him. See, now, if I did it, they'd be like, you're a crazy man. We're going to lock you up. Yep. So we turned this into a game of pretty much translate what Booker T is saying. Yes. Now, granted, we haven't turned it into a drinking game because, well, <laughs> we really yeah. don't drink that often. Yeah. And I think during the first three minutes, we'd all be in the hospital. Not me. Yeah. Okay, maybe me because I, I wanted to take the bottle. I don't have head. a liver, so. Yeah, that is true. Anyways, so I just took that. I ain't no lightweight. <laughs> but anyways, like, and to me, Booker T is turning into the new Jerry the King Lawler because yeah. during this, anytime like the women were on stage, good lord, he was saying some absolute crazy stuff. He was one step away from pretty much saying puppies the entire damn show. I think so. <clears throat> well, he was looking at the puppies. He was looking at the. Uh, the, the bamboo trails. I, I don't know what he was talking about. There point. was a lot going on he, with Booker. He says some weird, crazy things, but you know, we still love him. Yeah, we we do. I we mean, love you, Lane. You're <clears throat> crazy, but you we love you. Yeah, I mean, we had a chance to actually meet Booker T. Oh, you guys did. I didn't. Well, yeah, he, I did. He was at that other show I didn't go to. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was interesting. <clears throat> but anyways, let's go ahead and dive in. Now, mind you, this is going to be a shorter episode yeah. than the last one. Because, you know, we have four individuals here that watch the show. Well, this thing's kind of watched, but she was kind of... Plotting our death. I think, yeah. I, I heard some <clears throat> some random rumors about her wanting to change some things around. And, yeah, she said that she was there that this wouldn't have taken this long. Yeah. So, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and get started. So, the first match that we had... Yes. Was the... NXT North American Championship match between Wesley and DiJack. Now, granted, during this time, Miss Stitch didn't get a chance to watch this match because she she was fulfilling her obligations for um, Mouse River players. But right. myself and Monkey did. Yes. Monkey, what were your thoughts on this match? Very high octane, very awesome match. Um, there were some definite flubs in this match, which. We've established that they essentially both killed themselves and each other at the same time during this match. God, at least twice. At least. Actually, I counted about three times for the for the self murders. At least. I mean, it was very it was very much a David versus Goliath match, but ramped up to like ten with all the stuff they were doing. You have Wesley. He's pretty much the underdog, even though he's the champion. He is the underdog. He is trying. To overcome Dijak, who <laughs> I like the analogy that he is Rambo crossed uh, with Cobra. He, he was Rambo crossed, crossed with, with Cobra crossed with one, with one other character. Steven Seagal, I think he said. One I one. think. Yeah, which uh, I still say he looks a lot like uh, the Boris the animal from from a uh, Minute Black Three. Yes, especially in, when he's in his uh, his back in the sixties look. Yeah, I am not an animal. <sighs> I'm expecting him to start laughing. He's like, <laughs> yeah, but you know, it, 
That's what I'm expecting him to do. I, I mean, swear. That's what it looks like he's going to do at one point. Yeah. He's got the, the circle sunglasses and, you know, and his and his got well, he's got the flat top, so he doesn't have as much hair, but you know, throw a bandana on him. He is Boris the Animal from Men in Black Three. Exactly. Now, as we're oh, saying, so I, that's, that's I was a, laughing because the way you did that, you looked like you were in a bad dubbed Godzilla. That's movie. the point. That's how. Yeah. That's how. He, that's <laughs> how he looked when he was perfect. laughing. It does. That's how Boris the Animal looked because when, when he did his laugh on Men in Black Three, he's like, ha 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 ha. Didn't really move his mouth. He just. Open his mouth and start making the noise. Exactly. Now, as we were saying, this was very much a high octane match, start to finish. There was a lot of insanity, a lot of crazy moves involved, and a lot of close finishes on both sides, which uh, was surprising. And even during the uh, the pre show, they they had the the two guys. Uh, I think is what Smith and and Sam Roberts, who was the other guy, or Matt Camp. And there you go. And Sam Roberts. You know, the two that look like they own a bed and breakfast when they're not working for WWE. Are. I don't know who either of these guys are. I think they both work on, like, the, the some things. They you know. do um, WWE The Bump. Oh, that's why I don't know who they are. Okay. So, anyways. Uh, yeah, they... they <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I don't have the cock at home. I don't get to watch all their stuff, okay? I have my own cock. I don't need theirs. <laughs> Okay, anyways. <laughs> but anyways, as I was trying to state before we got so sidetracked, geez, you guys are such children. Children. <laughs> I agree, Sphinx. See? Even she agrees with me. Okay, so anywho. Uh, the, they, they kind of gave their quote-unquote predictions, and then they also went with the WWE Universe's poll. And both of them actually both said that they both predicted Dijak to win, and the WWE Universe predicted Dijak to win as the majority of the vote. Yeah. So everyone was thinking Dijak would win this match. Which makes this a very strong case for an actual underdog story. Mm-hmm. And um, again, uh, as we went back and forth, the match broke down to one point where Dijak just said, screw it, I'm going to go for attempting murder at this point without murdering him so I don't get disqualified. And he sets up Wesley in a chair and puts a broomstick. I don't know why they had a broomstick at ringside, but they had a broomstick. Pulled out the broomstick out of the timekeeper's area and shoves the broomstick in, in the chair so that he lo- locks down Wesley. And then he goes to the top rope for a moonsault. And in this point here, we get some minor interference, but not quite interference. So again, not to, to, to cause disqualification. From Tony D'Angelo and Chance Lorenzo Stacks, Hennings the Fifth. I don't remember the whatever they call him. Whatever his name is this week. Anyway, so they come out there. They 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 push the chair away. So technically, they don't push push him. And then they 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 take the moon salt from Dijak. So at that point, when they push the chair down, the West is able to escape. Gets back in the ring and hits a couple of moves, and then does a weird, crazy, flippy dupe into a pele kick, and pins Dijak off of that. So this is my question, because mind you, I have Yeah, Dijak lost. Wesley retains. Awesome, but where the hell does Tony D'Angelo fit into all this? This is the backstory of uh, Dijak beat Tony D'Angelo to get the title shot. So pretty much, initially. this is Tony wanting to get revenge on Dijak. Pretty much by trying to screw him out of winning. And. Great, this is going to give that like Tony D'Angelo a pseudo face turn. 
sort of, but it, it's more of the I'm saving you from him to save you from me, basically. Right. But overall, let's rate this match, Monkey. Um, um, yeah, yeah. What do you got for it? Um, we'll say one out of one to four. One this to time. four. Yeah. This one I'm going to give a 3.01. So it was high range, very good. There were some weird, crazy flubs, but there was also some very interesting, crazy things, including a very wild display of actual strength that Wesley possesses that you don't see him do. Which is one point where he goes for he, actually several times he goes for attempted German suplexes on Dijak, which you know they play off as he can't get him up because he's too big. He's he's fighting him, you know. But then at one point he gets Dijak in suplex. He gets him off the ground. He's holding him up, but hasn't quite taken him over yet. And then as he's kind of moving around some to jockey, then he pulls him over the rest away without Dijak retouching back to the ground. So. At that point, he is just straight powering this over at this point. Yes. It yes. was insane strength. And yes, that is what you said. Yes. <laughs> but yes, it was just straight power from Wesley that you never really see from him because he's, again, the flippy do guy, as, a, as we like to call him. Yep, he's definitely more of a high flyer. He's more, you really don't see too much of him really exercising the mat tactician mm-hmm. aspect of his arsenal. Oh, yeah. Where we've seen glimpses here and there. Yeah. But seeing him do a full power move, that's what she says, yes. on Dijak. Full power ahead and below. Yes, wow. exactly, Sphinx. Yep. Yeah, there too. Yep, yep. We, we agree, Sphinx. We really do. But overall, it it was a very good match. Yes. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm also going to give it a 3.0 because, yeah, there were a couple places that were flubbed a little bit, but... You know, for them actually doing a match is their first match together. You know, yeah. contrast of styles, David versus Goliath style match. It was still good. It was a good opener for what it was. And, and that was the big point of it. It was also the opening match, which, you know, outside of us, you count the weird, crazy hype video with Charlotte Flair in it, talking about all the matches. This was the opening of the show. Yes. Yeah, so, and again, <clears throat> their first quote-unquote, PLE pay-per-view match outside of normally being at the Performance Center in, what, three years? Three years, yeah. Because the last time they went anywhere was back in 2019, 2020-ish, before the the pandemic. Pandemic, pandemic, yeah. Yes. But anyways, you know, very good opener. Yes. It got the crowd hot. Oh, so hot. So, so hot. Took off all their clothes. And it is a tra-la-la. Hey, ding-ding-dong. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to the second. Sphinx told me to do it. Jeez. <laughs> no, Sphinx was shaking her head. No, no, she's the impossible deniability. But I- All right, here we go. The second match of the night was KC Squared being Katana Chance and Caden Carter versus who we dubbed Corporate Country being... Um, Henley, what's Henley? Uh, Fallon Henley and Keanu James. For the NXT women's tag team titles. Now, a little interesting fact that Charlotte did bring up in the little beginning vignette is Mm -hmm. that KC Squared actually has had the longest women's tag team title reign. In NXT, yes. Well, also, she said NXT, SmackDown, and Raw. It was the longest reign so far. Which... I did not know that, and that's actually pretty good. Yeah. That's history making. I'll show you history. 
But we didn't watch AEW. But anyways, so the match was pretty sound. I mean, you have the veteran team, the champion, the champions, of course. Yeah. With Henley and Kiana James being, being the newly formed, you know, friendly couple. Team. Yeah. Yeah. And th- they had some good. They had some good spots with yep. this one. I'm not gonna lie. They they had their you know we we were disagreeing but then we're we're getting our kind of combo attacks in there somehow, and then of course then they're doing Keon James still kind of doing some slight heel tactics which Henley being the the pure quote unquote white meat baby face of the group <laughs> yes definitely mm-hmm. oh yeah mm. and uh, she she's obviously trying to tell her, no don't do that we don't do that we we're the good guys we're not supposed to do that mm-hmm. ain't gonna lie, I tell you what. But anyways, this is where Booker T's um, unique commentary started coming into play. And we had some of our own, too. But, you know, ours did not shine as bright as Booker's, honestly. Booker's was just Booker, you know. Booker T was Booker T-ing it, you know. Booker T was channeling the king. Chuck, ducky, whack, crack, whack, crack, I don't know, crack, lacking with the the checks and paychecks and, and championships and Caviar dreams and sushi streams. I don't know. But anyways, let's continue. So the match broke down close yes. to the end. You know, nice little spots here and there with um, Katana Chance being knocked out. Yeah, she went for her crazy, that where they do the neckbreaker combo into the uh, the Phoenix Splash, basically. Yeah. Or, well, 450 Splash, not Phoenix Splash, yeah. And then, but when she was up on the ropes, Keanu James comes over and knocked her off the ropes. To which, at that point, uh, Henley is able to escape the neckbreaker attempt and fires back at Caden Carter, and then setting her up and go goes for the prawn style pin. Not not to be confused with prawn p r o n, but prawn as in p r a w n. And as she's got her in, stacked up that way. As the ref is counting, Keanu James comes around and holds down Carter's leg so she can't kick out. Causing the championship win for Corporate Country, making them the new women's tag team champions in NXT. So, overall, Mm -hmm. this is going to be an interesting storyline going ahead with this. Now, possibilities are KC Squared asked for a rematch. Right. Or citing the uh, you know the shenanigans, yeah, shenanigans. Or somehow, somehow out of this, they just disappear and then they get called up to the main roster, which is a possibility as well. But uh, I, I, I'm going for probably the uh, the, the, the former than the latter because they are probably going to say that, and then of course that's going to have Fallon Henley all shocked and dispositioned of you know I thought we won these fair and square you. You cheated to win for us to win this again, and that's not how we're supposed to do it. Yada yada yada, and then of course you know, uh, Brooks Jensen's gonna be all like, "Oh come on, she didn't mean it. She was just trying to help. She's all being good and kind, and no, she's just being friendly, just like that one time." Wow, we're just gonna leave that alone. The but, rule has been in effect. But it's yeah, true. <laughs> but anyways, it's going to be an interesting storyline development going forward, leading up to their next pay per view, which. When is that one again? That's actually going to be Stand and Deliver. I believe Stand and Deliver is the next quote-unquote pay-per-view, pay-per-view live event, but they will probably have a 
couple special shows up to that point beforehand, just like with with the main rosters still doing their elimination chamber matches. Yeah. yeah. So be interesting to see what happens, and we'll be keeping people informed. Yes. So monkey. Yes, that's me. What is your rating for this one out of four? This one, I'm going to give a 3.5 on it because okay. I did like the. It was not as chaotic, I guess you can say, as the previous match. Um, there was obviously some very decent um, maneuvering and just them playing up everything and then just them breaking into their quote unquote uh, combined repertoire together that works so well. It's, it's your classic, you know, frenemies as a team. A match against you know and ready to establish tag team and it, it, it is going to build up to some kind of storyline again with Kiana and Fallon whether they either do one of a couple things either Fallon just you know one giving up on the hopes of turning Keanu James into a full baby face and then joining her in shenanigans or you know do, being the 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 quote unquote savior and getting her to, to change her ways completely for for the the love of of Brooks Jensen. Yeah, that ain't gonna his young youngness and his Daisy Dukesy wet swear. <sighs> As he already carries her bag after during the match. He's whipped. Mm. Whipped. Well, I, I ain't gonna lie, you know, uh I, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, you wouldn't <laughs> be you wouldn't mind being whipped by Kiana James. She 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 got that domineering Honestly, no, Sphinx. Don't don't talk about that. No, no, Sphinx. You can dominate uh, Monkey later. Okay, just, just not right now. Not right now. Oh, 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 not. Oh, oh. You want to subjugate him to your will? Oh, sorry, sorry. I I misinterpreted. I'm sorry, Sphinx. My bad. Uh, you're screwed, bud. What do you want on your tombstone? Uh, can I get a triple meat? But him. Anyways, so now if you're old enough to know that, <laughs> you get two internet points. Not only that, but if you do know that reference, feel free to chime in on our Facebook group page, Cheshire's Place, a looking glass into logical madness. Email us at Cheshire's Place, at, sorry, Cheshire looking glass at gmail.com. Message us on Twitter at Place Cheshire, or if you want to just send us a little bit of video love, not that type of video. Lots of love, lots of videos. Just hit us up on TikTok at Cheshire Place. Please do, because I don't know what that reference is. What? We'll tell you later. Stay innocent right now, Sally. Just just stay innocent. Never been innocent a day in my life. I was innocent once. Once. And then the court found me guilty. Anywho, so moving on, and this is where Sally actually gets to hop. Oh, I didn't even rate the match. Yeah, rate the match. Uh, I'm going to give it a 3.25. 3.25? 3.25. Only reason why is because it could have picked up a little bit in certain areas. You were picking up on certain areas. Anyways. I'm calling him out. My pants were a little tight. Mm-hmm. Anyways. <laughs> well, we'll tell you later. Anyways, so now this is where Sally comes in because she came in after this match. So now we get to go... To our next match. Oh, here we go. Just shut up. It's not Fun fact. During that last match we were talking about, that's when I was contemplating if I bring Pitch Black Mountain Dew to us. <gasps> you should have. I know, but I didn't have. It's okay. 
It's sufficient okay. funds at the moment. We, we still love you. <laughs> it's okay. Also, I was like, no, I don't need more caffeine right now. <laughs> so here we go. The next match is the two out of three falls match. Yes. Apollo Crews versus Carmelo Hayes. No relation. Support your siblings. He is not related to me. <laughs> or as we like to say, Cheshire's cousin versus Terry Crews' cousin. No. Oh, splash, splash, black. Oh, <laughs> Before I choke on this M&M mm-hmm, Sure that's what you're choking on <coughs> You need the Himmelich maneuver ah, You broke me Wow I, I did my fake music earlier oh, the actual music. That was great <coughs> Did not expect that Hold on one second Okay make okay. sure it works though. So, okay. so You just want to do it again but anyways, two out of three falls match. Yes. Apollo, Carmelo. This was a banger. Banger after banger after banger. But there was no banger brothers here. Just no, the cousins. They were on the bus. <laughs> you missed what I said. Yeah, I heard that one. Mm-hmm. I said just the cousins. No banger brothers, just the cousins. Anyways, so this match was actually a very good start to finish match. Yes. <coughs> A lot of near fault. <coughs> Don't die. Sphinx, stop <coughs> choking him. Kinky. We need him alive. Because how do we get the monies if he's dead? That is true. Also, he's host. Yeah. What do we do without him? And then I'd have to upload it, and then it's going to come up in like 50 different parts. It's going to be like watching old anime on YouTube a long time ago in like 50 parts. Anyway, so continuing on. Okay. A lot of near falls with this one, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of insanity, a lot of great moves from both individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, you cannot knock this match. Both of these I gentlemen. Knock it. I shall knock you and you shall like it. Sorry, carry on. Wow. <clears throat> but both of these guys really gave it their all. They came in, they showed up, they showed out, and they left it all in the ring. Did they? Did they really leave it all in the ring? Damn there. Damn there. I believe they picked up their clothes afterwards. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't see any streaks there. <laughs> so I drink the Windex, so I don't streak. Okay. Uh, if this was a drinking game, I would be dead by now. Anyways, so let's talk about this match a little bit, Monkey. All right. So the match setup, obviously, is it was supposed to be a two or three falls match because they're both essentially claiming that they had next on the world champion and they had both already had a match against other before and they've had each gotten a win over the other one so this carried on into this match setup and they decided two out of three falls for the third match for the rubber match because <clears throat> the first match was was apollo versus carmelo and then the second match was carmelo and trick versus axiom versus with uh, with apollo and that set up for this match to be the the rubber match. Yes, that is why I said the rubber match. The eraser match, as they call it in, <laughs> in, in the UK. But anyway, so uh, the match went out starting. Both men very much gung-ho from the start, going back and forth. Uh, they obviously were getting a lot of near falls, but none of them were giving up that first fall for at least the first 10, 15 minutes of the match. And then it finally broke down to Camar- uh, Carmelo Hayes uh, 
locking in a crossface that he had been attempting to lock in multiple times in the match to finally getting it locked in, and Apollo Crews was in the dead center of the ring looking around, trying to get to the ropes, but Apollo Crews went with the... Um, go with the possibility of, you know, safety of getting out of the hold sooner than causing more damage to himself so that they can continue to match. So he tapped out at that point for the first ball to go to Carmelo Hayes. Then it went into the next piece, which during the time, Trick Williams did a little uh, slide of hand and took off the top turnbuckle cover. Well, that was after <clears throat> multiple points where it looked like uh, Apollo Crews would get the second fall in there. Yep. And so uh, after much time of, uh, uh, I would say, uh, pretty much conversing with his deity of choice or multiple deities, we don't know because it looked like he was basically praying to on every chair single last one of them for, for Carmel to pull it out. He jumps up there <laughs> to, to pull it out. Yes. Yes. Hey, hey, hey. Anyways, continue. He pulled it out. All right. And he just sprayed it. Okay. Anyways. Hey, you're the one that caught on, caught it, too. So you, you're making me fall into the, the trap, man. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't go that yet. far with saying it's spraying. Good trap. Lord, man. Anyways, continue. Okay, so he jumped up on the ring apron when the, the ref was checking on both men after they had come down, down to, you know, coming off of a collision of some sort. So... Trick Williams jumps up on the ring apron, undoes the top turnbuckle pad, and then he makes his way around to where Carmelo Hayes is at and it starts stimulating him and kind of gesturing him up to look up at that corner to which Carmelo Hayes sees, oh, hey, the turnbuckle is now exposed and gets a nice little smile, but the ref doesn't catch it yet. So Trick Williams being the most apparent, craftiest, you know, hint giver in the world to which Carmelo was able to get it, but the ref was very... Unusurping to all of it. And then, so in the process, they continue to fight back and forth. And Apollo Crews suddenly gets some backup at ringside to calm down Trick Williams from getting into the match. Good old Dabokato, formerly a Commander Aziz, <clears throat> formerly Dabokato, has returned to NXT. And he lays out Trick Williams, to which Carmelo gets... Surprise, and then Carmelo goes for a move on Apollo, but it backfires, and and he gets sent into the turnbuckle. And then as he goes down, Apollo looks down and sees Dabokato, and Dabokato telling him to go for it, and he high-fives Dabokato, goes in, and then he gets caught and gets hit with the the shoot and scores from, from Carmelo Hayes, and that causes the second pinfall, which then at that point, Carmelo Hayes sweeps it 2-0 to zero in the best 2 out of 3 falls match. So, <clears throat> after this match, Dabakato makes his way into the ring, helping out Apollo get up. They go in for a brace. And in 3-2-1, the sinister look of Dabakato just appeared, and Dabakato attacked Apollo Crews. Yep. Very predictable. Yep, which then sets up for... <clears throat> Dabakato to get some work in on NXT again and probably be feuding with Apollo Crews. At least for a little bit. Either that or Apollo Crews being put out for with injury. Who knows what happens. Yeah, depending on the situation. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. Yes. Um, So we're going to start with you, Sally, because you watched the match. This is the first one you got to catch? Yeah. <laughs> so I was it, also eating delicious chicken. Yes. That is true. I did, I did do some cooking for yes. this event. Uh, which we'll talk about that a little bit later, but 
Al, what you saw for the match, what did you think of it? It was entertaining, like you guys were talking about. I mean, it was there are lots of high points in there. Um, I don't know a whole lot about the NXT world, so I just enjoyed it. So I would say <clears throat> overall, it was like a oh, what are we going out of three or five through four or five four? Okay, uh, I give it like a three point five. Okay, monkey. I I will agree. I will give it about three point five. I would. Give it a higher rating if there was a little bit more jockeying between the two of them because I would have liked to see Apollo get some kind of, you know, victory out of it initially so that it at least would have the tie-up of the 1-1 and then they'd be fighting for that last one. Especially after Carmella got the first pinfall, it is nicer to see the babyface get that secondary fall in there just so it's the fight from underneath at that point to which everyone then is obviously cheering on the babyface and... You know, the babyface wins it at that point. In the third fall, it's the whole, yes, he con- he, he conquered over the overcoming of everything. While if the, the heel gets him, then it's he's got the, the fallback of, well, he was, you know, he, he got the second fall, but he couldn't pull out the sec- the, the second fall of it because, you know, he, he was exhausted and tired and, and still hurting from the first fall. So, so that's why I'm going to give it a 3.25 oh, <clears> because of all of that. Yes. Due to the fact that it was, even though they had a lot of back and forth, mm-hmm. but Apollo should have at least won one of the falls. Right. Even and, off, off of that, you know, that, that hit to the turnbuckle. Exactly. Something. Like, it didn't make any sense to me to have Carmelo clean sweep it. Yeah. Because he wasn't in a position to clean sweep. Right. So it didn't make any sense to me in terms of the match booking. But, you know, still congratulations to Carmelo, who is pretty much, quote-unquote, the number one contender at this point. Right. All right, so the next match that we get into. He finally supported your cousin. He is not yeah. my cousin. <laughs> I'm just saying congratulations due to the fact ah, that, right. you know, right? Yeah. She, she got hit by a big, long cylinder object in the head. Later. Anyways. Later. Oh. That's what Sphinx said. Yes. All right, so the next match that we have to talk about is the four-way for the NXT Tag Team Championship. Yes. Being the New Day, being the challengers. Ver- yeah, the champions. Sorry, the challengers bad. fighting <clears throat> all three of the other champions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I understand what I'm trying to say. New Day being the champions versus Chase U, which mm-hmm. is Adrian Chase and Duke Hudson. Yep. Andrew Chase. Andrew Chase, thank you. What did I say? What did I say? I said Adrian. Adrian Chase. Yeah. Adrian. Adrian Donis. Yeah. But anyways, versus Pretty Deadly mm-hmm. versus Gallus. Yes. So. And Gallus boys <clears throat> from Gallus, Texas. You know what the highlight of the entire match was? Uh, Thea Hale? Yeah, Thea Hale. Thea Hale makes that match just so awesome. Going nuts on the outside. Mind you. We were making comments about how much energy she has, and Monkey came up with a very plausible theory on this. She has a straight IV drip of just straight caffeine. No, no, it's not a supplement of anything. It is just straight caffeine. It is not in coffee. It is not in an energy drink form. It is not something natural in tea or anything else. It is just straight caffeine. It just goes. Yeah, this is medical-grade caffeine because from start to finish, I was almost afraid she was going to get involved in the match and hit someone. I was someone waiting for her too. Actually, I was waiting for her to pick up someone, and slam, pull Mama Ria on somebody. 
No kidding. Especially on, on, on Wolfgang. So oh, that would have been awesome, honestly. Now, for those who have seen Thea Hale, she is tiny. She's tiny, but you could tell she's muscular. Yeah. You could see her, well, you know, not to sound like I'm dogging she, on her physique, but she has wide shoulders. You can tell she's got definition in those shoulders and yeah. on those biceps. She has a lot of definition. I mean, she is a powerhouse for yeah. being as young as she is. So this match was definitely pretty good back and forth. New Day had their spots. We have to talk about one thing, though, quick first before we yep, talk yep. about anything else. The New Day's attire when they came out to the ring. It was honoring yes. Street Fighter. Yes. Xavier Woods was wearing pretty much a replica of E. Honda's stage from Street Fighter 2. Yep. Along with a little homage to Ken and Ryu, the, all the Shadow characters, because he had a belt on. Yep. And then we had Kofi, who had a Blanca-inspired yep. outfit. Yes. With his uh, <clears throat> his little ring jacket that he had, a hoodie part Basically had like a mohawk of the red hair and it was greenish and had other red spots on it to, to symbolize the hair. And then his pants as well, looking like shorts with the red shorts and then green on yeah. the rest of the pants. So which we then learned obviously at this point here that any potential injury that he might have gotten at the Royal Rumble had cleared up at this point or he would not have been able to be in this match. Exactly, exactly. Which is thankful. So all in all, mm-hmm. fun match. Yes, Crazy match broke down to all sorts of craziness. Uh, the uh, announced desk got tore apart, not once but twice. And after uh, Pretty Daily decided to put it back together to make sure uh, not to upset Booker T, and Booker T had to at that point give them some props, saying, "You know, these boys uh, know what's up." And and then it still got destroyed. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, it could have went any which way. Now, granted, we were we had our specific choices for this yes. match, and you want to talk about those choices real quick before right. we get well, to the final. The obvious choices <clears throat> that we had in this match were one we we factored in that there was a good chance that the New Day was probably going to lose the titles. Yeah, which you know, granted, yes, if they maintain, that'd be all good and cool too. But if it was to lose it, we we were hoping it'd go to one of two teams. The first team we were hoping it would go to would be the obvious quote-unquote underdogs out of all these teams because they're the only ones that have not held tag team gold or any gold in NXT or WWE at all yet, which is the team of Chase U. Mm-hmm. And considering that uh, Andrew Chase, the the guy wrestler himself, is from North Carolina, so this was a would have been an awesome homecoming, quote-unquote, present to himself and the team if he would have been able to pull this off. Uh, other team being the... Uh, NXT UK former champions, but never held it in NXT itself, which is Gallus. So these were the two teams we were kind of hoping would pick up a victory. Granted, pretty daily, yes, they are very awesome in the ring, and they play their their gimmick very well. Um, but, yes, we, we were like, okay, they, we, they've they had the run. Oh, wait, we, we forgot to mention what Pretty Deadly was wearing. Oh, yes, Pretty Deadly, uh, <clears throat> when they came out initially, they had the, the uh, quote-unquote flying Elvis suits on. So the the black style, looking like the uh, the slack pants and the the button up Wrangler style cowboy shirt with the with the wings on the back sides. Yeah, which they they pulled off, and of course they had their their uh, tiny shirts, their tiny shirts that show off their breasticles. You know. Yeah, they just needed to add the boobly eyes to it. Boobly eyes, boobly eyes. Boobly eyes. They will eventually one they day. Will. 
But anyways, continue. Okay. So, all right. So, so those are the two teams that we we were hoping would pull off the victory. And um, after much back and forth, there was obvious spots that we we're like, oh my god, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. No, they didn't. Oh, oh no, no, no. Uh, uh, oh, oh, hey, they did. Okay. So yes, uh, it broke down to very much a lot of back and forth, a lot of trading off holds and moves and crazy tandem offense from all teams all over. But it came down to finally Gallus hitting one of their finish. I didn't even know what the hell it was, but they hit it on Xavier Woods when everyone else was dead and outside the ring, and they got the pin on Xavier Woods, making them the new NXT Tag Team Champions. Pretty much <clears throat> our thought and process of who we wanted to win was pretty much anyone but pretty pretty yeah. deadly. Pretty yes. much. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I granted would have given it 100% to chase you if they would have won it. They, oh, yes. They they have been putting in a lot of work, and, you know, sadly it is a, a lot of more of them being the, I guess you could say, the more enhancement group than anything else to anything. I mean, they, they are building them up a little bit more, but this just being the first tip of it, hopefully they can continue to build them up again some more and hopefully get to that next spot in things. No, I fully agree. <clears throat> so, starting with you, Sally. Okay. Hey, because okay. Hey, we have to catch you up because you weren't here for the Rumble review. But anyways, well, Sally. she was, but she wasn't. Yeah. I was down there. Oh my. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Sally, what did you think about the match? I thought it was fun. I liked it when uh, the pretty deadless fixed the pretty deadly fixed the table and then did their little like, <laughs> "We got you." Like, hey, yeah, all right. And then sorry, got sorry. Their butts whipped. It was great. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say, for fun of it, I'd give it a 3.25. Okay. Okay. Monkey? I'm giving this one a 3.5 because, like I said, everything went pretty much as good as it could go in, in a four way match. There was some points where you looked like something was off and a miss, but they, they still. P- Kept it going pretty smoothly, um, and no one looked like they got killed in, in the process on on accident, as opposed to looking like they got killed on purpose. Um, where they they did the fundamental and smart move of taking out Duke Hudson in in the whole process by him being the one that put through the table. Yeah, that and that was what set up so that Gallus had the obvious power advantage of everyone in the group at that point, and so um, that's why if Chase you would have won it. It would have been an awesome comeback for Chase U, but Gallus winning it still was the perfect setup, though I was still kind of confused to why the uh, the uh, Wolfgang looked like he was part of the New Day because he had a unicorn on his tights. We'll try to figure that out another Which time. Is, apparently he's supposed to be <clears throat> Irish, but apparently a unicorn is a Scottish thing, so I, I'm, I'm confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm actually going to give it a 3.25. I don't know. The, the reason why, the reason why is... Due to the fact of... That wasn't enough representation, is that what you're going to say? No, no, (laughs) no. There was a couple of things... There was a couple of spots that did go awry, Mm -hmm. but they weren't really noticeable, but at the same time, they were kind of noticeable. Aside from that, all four teams definitely put it out there. Yes. And granted, Gallus won. I'm happy that Gallus won. It's their first title here in, in NXT for the States. In the U.S., yeah. So... I hope, I hope that they're not going to be transitional champions. Yeah, 
but I have a feeling they're going to be transitional champions. Well, it, it comes down then to questioning of who they would end up dropping the title to. Would it be Chase U? Um, is you know New Day going to go back to just being on SmackDown and Raw again? I I think due to the fact because of the possibility of the Usos losing the titles this coming Friday on SmackDown. Will they though? That's why I'm saying the possibility. It would open up for the New Day somehow to reclaim against Ricochet and Braun. Which, okay, that would be amazing. Especially seeing how Kofi is getting close to that point where he may or may not be stepping out here pretty soon. So one more run with the titles would be nice for him. But <clears throat> all in all, as I said, good match. And you do have to give us good props to that nice setup for the triple boom drop. Yes. That, that yes. Was, uh, pretty deadly and uh, Mark Coffee, which as you, you questioned earlier, where, where the hell is Joe Coffee at, which I yeah. um, don't know for certain yet. And I haven't had a chance to contact my crack research team. And no, Sphinx, you are not going to. You did not use a soul. No, you're fine, Sphinx. It's all good. You did not do that. <clears throat> so the next match that we have to talk about is... Boom, 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 boom. It is... I figured out the unicorn. Okay, uh, what's up? Okay, so... She's the crack research team now. I am. So it's just our new crack research team. So yeah. the reason he has a unicorn is because unicorns are the national animal of Scotland. Mm-hmm. And... um. Gallus is Scottish slang for daring or confident. That would explain it. I thought they were Irish though, because they're all wearing green. Boom. They're Irish. They're Irish Scot slang. What? Green they're confused. Is a good color. It's not for Scots. Scots are supposed to be red and blue. We'll figure it all later. But anyways, the next match that Pink. we the next match we have to talk about is the women's three way for the NXT women's title, which put champion Roxanne Perez. Versus the team of Pretty Deadly, GG. Well, Bowen. Pretty Deadly. Sorry. Well, I sorry. know they're, Toxic. They're, they're, they're a little confused sometimes. <laughs> sorry. Well, they Just because they, they have long hair. And they, they act very femininely. And they're all pasty. Yeah. Nothing's well, wrong with that. Nothing's wrong with being pasty. Well, they, they all look a lot alike. Is what yeah, they do. Say. Yeah. Sorry. Toxic Attraction. I mean... I mean, honestly, Toxic Attraction is the more manly version of Pretty Deadly. Kind of like how Alona Bloom is the more feminine version of... Uh, Kira Knightley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the truth. Not going to lie. But anyways, the team of Toxic Attraction, Gigi Dolan and Jalen... J? JCJ. JCJ. Oh, I don't know why I keep saying why, why, Where are you at? I'm tired. Sally Stitches isn't even an avid continual watcher, and she knows who's who. Look, I'll put it this way. Honestly, with Toxic Attraction... I really don't care who they are. You will. And we all know when it's a tuna. female team, I'm the one watching it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, I was watching it. Look, okay, look. For different reasons, but yeah. Look, as I mentioned during the match, the only reason why Toxic Attraction is a team is because GG is kind of flat and up in the, in the jubbly area. And JC is flat in the nether region. So they complement each other by, you know... They, they, the, but with their powers combined, they are the perfect woman. <laughs> yeah. With their powers combined, they were Mandy Rose. Pretty much. Just yeah. without the awkwardness and the weird facial. regular activities. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> the weird facial expressions and yeah. But, I don't know. Gigi has some weird ones. She's. So did. So did. Um, so did. JC. Yeah. Thank Gigi. you. JC. 
Like, I just real like with Mandy not there, you really have to focus in on those two. And you notice the facial <laughs> expressions. Really focus on their facial expressions. <laughs> yeah, like, ser- yes. like seriously, like seriously, like one hundred percent seriously. Like you notice their nuances and their facial expressions. They contort their faces in the weirdest ways. And well, you got to remember, Gigi before she was Gigi, on which was on the independent scene. She was quote unquote the. The gypsy warrior girls her mm. kind of gimmick character. Yeah. So that's why she's out there and obviously a little bit different when she does and says weird, crazy things sometimes. And JC Jane, I don't even know what the heck she did before she was on there, but I think she was kind of like the, you know, something else, kind of like Manny Rose yeah. before. Maybe she did that too, but. Yeah, yeah. but anyways. But that was the uh, reasoning behind them and they were kind of. Just in the same boat at the same time. So all in all, I'm, it was a decent match. It was, it was kind of clunky at some spots, but some you, you could tell it was more of they were trying to at points. <laughs> yes, they were doing the we we are a tag team and we are going to win these house together spots, which then they worked fine at. But when they did their, you know, oh, you made me mad, so now I'm taking my frustration out on you, even though you're supposed to be my partner. It's it became clunky because then at that point it was more of a traditional style three way, which they were not looking like they were used to doing. Even though I can guarantee they probably had matches like that before, but just for whatever odd reason, they were just off sync or off kilter here. Right, and that's why it looked very clunky at certain points. But anyways, yeah. All in all, I mean, as I said, it was decent. Yeah, as yeah. Monkey said, it was clunky in quite a few spots. There was some awkwardness, but it really did show the perseverance of Roxanne Perez yes. being champion. Yeah, and you can almost say that Booker T was a uh, you know non impartial, non impartial through through this through show. He, of course, as everyone knows. Roxanne Perez is one of Booker T's students from Reality um, Wrestling. Yeah, okay. which during his during um, Roxanne's training vignette, we saw an old buddy of ours on there. Yeah, shout out to Dynamite JJ Blake. Yep, <clears throat> Blake Broadway as he was known when he was up here. Yep, we miss you, buddy. Yep. But anyway, we were even getting to the point of thinking you should have been involved in this match, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll explain. Show, show them all who's who, who's up. Yeah. We'll explain that later to you whenever we give you a call. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, this all ended with one Gigi and JC setting up the table. Actually, before that, there was a very good spot where they all killed themselves. Yeah. And yeah. JC and, and Gigi killed themselves specifically with a double headbutt to each other and fell on top of Roxanne Perez, which, you know, would have been a very opportune quote-unquote point for them to point out they were both the tag, the, the world champion. But luckily she kicked out at the two and three-quarters mark from them. So, yes. So, the table set up. Yes. Then, of course, and I called this. I called that Gigi would go through the table. Yep. And boy, howdy did she. She went through the table so hard, you could tell there was two points of impact because the table broke into three parts. 
That you ass. Guess what, what parts hit? <laughs> that that ass broke the table in three pieces. Never in a match have I ever seen a table break in three pieces. I have. When? It was a very nasty match. <clears throat> a very nasty break too. Because the table did not break solidly in the middle. It broke off at one point on the side. And then it broke in the middle. Oh. To which they got caught pretty bad. I was like, oh. 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 I can't remember who did it. But this was this was a long time ago. Yeah. It was like a crazy like GCW match or freaking ECW match. Probably back in the day that I remember seeing. It. Yeah. But, yeah. Just like I saw a clip earlier of a, a Tommy Dreamer when he was supposed to get dropped to hold through the table. And his head caught the table and... He broke just the ledge part off of the table and hit, like, the center bar area of the table. Yeah. I was like, ah, but, damn, Tommy, why? But, yeah, Gigi's ass broke the table. Yes. Twitch then set up to leaving Roxanne Perez and JC Jane on the top ropes there, to which, like a spider monkey, Roxanne Perez got up there and hit the super pop, 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 pop rocks. For the <laughs> one, two, three. And she went shucky-ducky, quack, quack, all the way to the back. With that check and that championship belt. Can you dig it, sucker? Sucker! Spinner Rooney. Yeah, we were waiting for her to break up Spinner Rooney, but she didn't. Thank God she didn't. So, but, no, I wanted Monkey to do it. Just But anyways, we're going to... I would, sp- like, run into everything and everything would fall down and the things would beat me up yeah. again. So, Monkey, we're going to start with you. Okay. What's your rating on this match? All right, so this one, again, um, there was that unfortunate clunkiness of the match. So um, because of just the clunkiness of it and the performance, even though everything else went as best as it could go, that clunkiness in spots where it looked like, you know, they were kind of getting lost with each other um, dragged it down for me a little bit. So for that, I'm only going to give this a 2.75. I mean, I would give it a 3.0 at least normally. Just because everything else was so good, but it was just that clunkiness in the in the transition of certain spots that you could tell it's like someone was lost somewhere, but you couldn't tell who was lost. So, and like I said, that was the point of where it was contentual on what was happening, and you know, yeah, they they did their spots good when they were taking, but when they all went kind of all in for themselves is when it broke down pretty crazy, like. So that would be my my call on it. All right, Sally. I'm gonna give it a three. Oh, for the booty, mm-hmm. the chesticles, and Roxanne Perez. That's a very good three. You know, I can't argue with that <laughs> logic. Honestly, I can't. I'm gonna go with the two point seven five as well because of the clunkiness of the match. That it was just it, to me, it was just awkward. Yes, very awkward. It, it was... It was like the back of Volkswagen Beetle. Now, was it as awkward as like a Shotzi versus Ronda Rousey? Not that close. No, it wasn't that bad. It was better than Shotzi versus Ronda. No offense to Shotzi or Ronda, but it, it, it's still... Yeah, it's just one of those things. But real quick, before we continue to talk about the main event, now... The main event! We're now watching Enough AEW. Time. But anyways... Um, for those who follow the world of MMA, the last emperor, Fedor Emelianenko, was going to be fighting in Bellator against his, um, you want to say arch nemesis, um, who's the Bellator heavyweight champion, Ryan Batter. That's um, a good name. So 
so it's actually Ryan Darth Batter because you know Darth Vader, Bader. Darth Vader, Vader. Sorry, Vader, Vader, not Batter, Vader. Is he a master? <laughs> yeah. So but Darth anyways, Batter. let me continue. This is Fedor Emelianenko's last match, and I just saw on the news feed that Fedor did in fact lose his farewell match, and he did say goodbye to the world of mixed martial arts. Now, Fedor Emelianenko, he is a longtime competitor. He's a master of science in Sambo. He's a black belt in Judo. He's been competing since an early age. He was one of the headlining names in the old Pride Fighting Championships where he reigned as heavyweight champion for a very long time. A lot of his matches with Mirko Krokop, um, Mark Hunt, um, Quentin Rampage Jackson, um, Kevin Randleman, uh, Mark Kerr, all of those are legendary fights. So, Fedor, as a fan of yours, while I was growing up and watching MMA, thank you. I mean... If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have opted to explore more relating to Sambo. So definitely thank you. You know, enjoy your retirement. You deserve it, champ. So that's another <clears throat> retirement of people who, you know, deserve the retirement of after long, long history in, in their in their uh, craft and trade there. Yes. So. Yes, uh, thank oh. you, Fedor. I, I don't know you as well as, as Cheshire's fault, but I, I can understand the, the uh, the concept of the information. Yeah, unlike Tom Brady, who just needed to retire the first time and just stayed bloody retired. But we're not going to dive into that right now. We got to talk about the main event. I would of- say they should break out. You know the 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 the, the Bernie Sanders memes memes of. Once again, my fellow Americans, I am asking you all to come together with me and wish Tom Brady a happy retirement. Yeah, I ain't wishing him a damn thing. I mean, because, you know, that's that's the funny thing of him doing it again. Look, the highlight of Tom Brady coming out of retirement is the fact that his wife, Giselle, is dating a Brazilian jiu-jitsu instructor. So that's one score for us. Anyways, let's talk about the main event of Vengeance Day being... The steel cage match for the NXT championship. Braun Breaker being the champion versus the challenger Grayson Waller. Yes, and this is technically a rematch or an epilogue match because of their match at quote-unquote New Year's Evil, which was not a premium live event pay-per-view match, but a specialty card on one of the normal shows of where Grayson Waller was supposed to get his championship match there because of him winning the men's uh eliminator survivor slash iron man hat on hat on hat on hat match at the you know was it new year's day or whatever new year's evil no new year's evil was the the quote-unquote side it was what the hell was it dateline Dateline. yes so and that match that they had on the new year's evil card apparently grayson water lost via count out because of the rope breaking and him falling out of the ring because the the rope turnbuckle snapped, and when he was trying to get back in the ring, he caught the the broken rope again and could not get in back into the ring for the ten count. And because of that, Shawn Michaels had you know said we're going to have a 
definitive match with a definitive finish because that's not the match ending that either of them wanted, obviously, because at that point, Braun was obviously kind of upset that's how he won, and obviously Grayson Waller was upset that's how he lost that match. So they are having the title match in a steel cage, which then earlier today, apparently, it was announced, I assume via Twitter, by Shawn Michaels, that the cage match will be by pinfall or submission only for victory. There is no escape for the win, which is normally part of the cage rules or had become part of the cage rules somewhere in the 80s, 70s somehow. Yeah. But, yeah, so that was the start of this match's setup, which then we saw Grayson Waller claiming that he's going to be the next champion. He's going to drink champagne out of a golden shoe, which... Was it like a gold bedazzled? It was a gold Nike. um, It was actually it was a Nike Air Force One. Sure was, sure was. More like a nitty Air Force Seven, you know, not brand. But let's talk about the psychological warfare. Yes. So again, that was one of the parts, and then the intro that Grayson Waller had coming out to the ring. He was. Channeling his inner Scott Steiner, Big Papa Pump style. He came out with a parade of freaks holding the champagne bottles and the shoe. And I don't know what else they were holding there, but it looked like glow some sticks. Papers or stick. It was yeah, glow okay. sticks, some random stuff, yeah. Maybe they thought it was going to be a pitch black match, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, oh, well. continuing. And then he also had on the chainmail headgear, like Big Papa Pump used to have. He to can- which he pulled off like yeah. before he even started coming to the ring, but... Then, of course, we have Braun Breaker come out, and don't get me wrong, his entrances are, they're always the same. He's always breaking through something. Mm -hmm. He broke through a sign that said the Grayson Waller effect and had Grayson's face on there. But the funniest thing about his intro was whenever he was coming down, there was a lady on his left side Mm -hmm. that pretty much gave him the, eh, not my type. Yeah. Which, obviously, uh, yeah, she she wasn't digging the... The, uh, the 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 big dog face gremlin guy, I guess she was more into the pretty boys like Pretty Deadly or you know, Grayson Waller or Grayson Waller, or Pretty Deadly. Yeah, pretty much the the ones that look like they're timid and breedable. She could break. We'll go. We'll go with breedable. They look breedable. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go with that. Submissive and breedable. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, but like overall, grow. <laughs> Not grow. But anyways, um, overall, the match had a lot of psychology from Grayson Waller. He was one step ahead the majority of the time. I mean, even before the match started, when Braun Breaker was walking up the steps, he he used Grayson used the door to hit Braun with, and then it just went to the outside and just started going from there. Granted, when Braun went to go for the spear, Grayson ducked, but Braun was smart enough to stop himself. While Grayson was trying to do the Ric Flair slash Jeff Jarrett strut. And he got the... Charlotte, North Carolina, crack Yep. Then, which Braun got the advantage, actually got Grayson into the ring, closed the door to the steel cage, and the fun began. The match officially started. And once again, more in-ring psychology was played by Grayson Waller effectively. Yes, very effective. Very, very psychologically. Yep. I mean, even doing certain things to mock 
Braun Breaker and the legacy that he represents being the Steiners. Going into doing the push-ups like Scott Steiner used to do, doing the dog face um, mannerisms, you know, from Rick Steiner. You know, everything that he was doing, there was a method and a reason behind it. Just to get under Braun skin, which a lot of times it worked. Yeah. But then again, also throughout the the match, obviously Braun did get his his uh, his shine spots, hitting the the Steiner line, hitting the Frankensteiner, hitting the good old uh, Steiner bulldog off the top rope. So everything was going back and forth pretty well. Lots of good shine for both both people in the match, and then it broke down to where Grayson Waller ties up Braun into the ring ropes. And starts pretty much mocking him and torturing him more. Landing hit after hit, rights, lefts, even went for a spear to connect. Yep. But for some reason, the power of the dog-faced gremlin was surging through Braun Breaker. He let his red rocket loose, not that way, but his anger. And he powered out of his predicament to pretty much look like he no-sold every damn thing. And then he got back and forth again a little bit more there. And then Grayson Waller decided, I'm going to go to the top of the cage for my viral moment hits. And then he got met up there by a dog face gremlin and a superplex. And then it went from there to where he got hit with the spear. And instead of going for the pen immediately, Braun got Grayson up, was jaw jacking him, saying, listen here. This is my dog pound. I run NXT. Grayson, in an act of defiance, pie-faced Braun Breaker and saying, just do it. Actually, he didn't say just do it. I believe he barked at him. Was Was that a bark? Well, it looked like a bark to me. Is that what it looked like to you, Sally? Because it looked like he was saying, just do it. And then Braun pretty much shook his head like, okay, ran back, and then hit the spear again while Grayson was trying to get up for the one, two, three. And then made sure he tucked his arms, even though technically I don't think there would have been a ring break because it's cage match, no no, yeah. no rules, no disqualification, like he's booking. But, yeah. yeah. So your winner and still champion, Braun Breaker. To which afterwards he went to celebrate on top of the cage, and Carmelo Hayes comes out at the entryway to say, I got next, and I'm taking that title. So now it does set up for the next rivalry for Braun Breaker being Carmelo Hayes. Yes. Leading up to NXT Stand and Deliver. Whether it leads up to that or one of the quote unquote Side. premium shows that yeah. not a premium live event review thing. Which there'll probably be a couple more sprinkled in. I mean, WrestleMania is fifty six days. Yep, fifty six days. So April. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yes. Um, Monkey, your rating of the main event? The main event. And the time of the talk is over. So this one, I'm going to give a 3.75. Because, yes, it was a very excellent match. Very good top to bottom. There was... I I, I saw room for a little more improvement in there. I mean, I I was kind of hoping for a, a really awesome quote-unquote sexy uh, Steiner line off the top of the cage have been sexy or even a Steiner Bulldog off the top of the cage. But, you know, hey, uh, we got what we got, and it was it was good enough. So th- there was some room for improvement, but everything else was 
pretty much to the T of what you could, could expect and was done very well. And that is why I'm giving it the 3.75. All right, Sally? I don't know what I would rate it because I was playing games on my phone at that <gasps> point. Yeah, you were. You this were. Matt, I don't I just couldn't get invested in this one. I don't know you why. You couldn't get invested in the big beefy man or the, the, the pretty boy, pretty boy from Australia? No, I couldn't. Even if you thought he was a girl for a second. <laughs> I mean It just I don't I don't know. It with this one I was like I, I, I had no idea what was going on, like with the beef between them and like what was built up with them. And so I don't know. I was like, big burly man, he's going to win. Yeah. Me. So I'm going to agree so. with, yeah, I understand. I'm going to agree with Monkey on the 3.75. There's some room for improvement within the match, but overall it was rather solid. I enjoyed more of the psychology than the physicality with this match, in which this really became more of a war of mental attrition than physical. Because if it was purely physical and Grayson was trying to m- trying to match Braun, Grayson would lose. So he played ultimately to his strengths, which was his intelligence and his ring awareness, yeah, and and how he was able to get under Braun's skin. So Braun, even though you won, congratulations to you. Honestly, in my opinion, the real MVP of the match is Grayson Waller. I give that. I and see that. And hopefully, you know, after this Carmelo belt thing happens, I hope that Grayson actually does get a chance to run with the belt. Yes, I, that was one of the things I was kind of hoping for myself personally because, yes, Braun is a phenomenal yeah. athlete. He is, he's like his, his uncle. He's a freak of nature. Yeah. You know, he, he, he does math so awesomely as well. Yeah, he does. But, um, you know, it would have been one of those things where, Braun again losing the title would have set up for more things than him retaining the title. Yeah, it would have set up for either a a potential push to go to the main roster, b that push to rechase the title to get it back again, and even if it's to attempt to get it back and lose, you know, then at that point bowing out and going to the main roster. But that's the the thing that at this point now we know he's still going to be on NXT and. It feels kind of like he's being kind of held down, still being in NXT. You know, I have to really agree with that. I really do. Because it's like he he looks like he has, yes, granted, he probably does obviously have some stuff still to learn because technically he did not come into this array being a wrestler. He came into this, yes, having some knowledge from his family, but the NXT is where he actually got his actual training. So this is his actual first learning of everything in the wrestling business. So other than what he's gotten from his family. And he has not actually done any other actual wrestling training outside of this. Yeah. So I can see that he is still currently in that training process. But it is obviously showing that he is already showing that he has that potential to make that next step up. Yeah, I fully agree. Now... And we talked about this a while back that they may be trying to say Braun Breaker for his um, transition to the main roster after WrestleMania too. Right. Which again, even then at that point, they they could still work with the him chasing the attempt to get the title back. Yeah. And then being called up to main roster afterwards, you know. But it's still that feeling that he is kind of being still held down here, 
even though, granted, NXT is doing the best it's done in a long time, at least in the last two, three years. Yeah. Um, but it's still, you know, got he, that feeling that he He needs to do more. To main, that main roster level. He, he definitely needs to do more. I mean, he's going through every opponent. Yeah. He's done everything that he possibly could in the terms of NXT. It is time for him to move up and to show the world what he can do with more established stars. So, with that being said, overall rating of the show. So, starting with you, Monkey. I am going to give an overall rating of 3.5. Okay. Because, again, um, it was a very well-put-together show. There were some obvious hiccups in there, but it was still very well-put-together very good storytelling in each match. Very good and interesting interactions of the champions and championship changes. And it does set up pretty well for what to happen from there. But uh, still leaves you on what could happen from there. And that is what it needed to do. And it does set up the, the pace for, I guess you can call it this new year that we're going into. I like it. I like it. Sally? Your overall rating. I will agree with Monkey. Yeah. It, it's, it was an entertaining show. Um, it was just, I think part of the reason I couldn't get into that last match is because I don't know the history of the Steiner, so I wasn't getting any of that psychological stuff because I just didn't know about right. it. So that's probably part of it. But, uh, like, the other matches I really enjoyed. It was fun. All Yay. right. Yay. So I'm going to make it a third on this one and go with the 3.5. You know, all the matches had some very damn good qualities to it. My one match that I really didn't like too much was for the women's NXT title. Mm. It could have been better. But with the awkwardness that I felt with this match, if it was other and like, don't get me wrong, all three of them are talented. Yeah. I'm not trying to dog them. I'm not trying to insult them. You're insulting them. Booker T's going to come after you with a shucky ducky quack quack. Okay, let him. Do the spin rooney. But anyways, all three of them are phenomenal competitors, but the weirdness of it because Gigi and JC are not singles competitors. Right. At least not in this current faction. Yeah. Of them. Or iteration. They've been tag team for so long that their, their singles work is kind of confusing yeah for them even at this point so honestly the mat that match really did a disservice to all three that were involved right not due to a factor of their skills because they are skilled is just you're right they've been a tag team for so long they never really have done more singles matches so that that's the disadvantage but anyways overall it's still a good show it was fun. There was a lot of high positives with it, so I definitely liked it. But anyways, I think it's time that we go ahead and wind down this uh, second episode of the night. And Gravy Train. Yeah. So, first and foremost, I'd like to thank our newest guest, our newest host from Subnormality, the mysterious and alluring Sphinx. Sphinx, thank you for joining us here and thank you for being a more permanent fixture here at Internet Wonderland. Yes, we know. We, we are very welcome. 
We know that. Yes. 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 We, we know that the pleasure is ours and that you're the high queen and yes, we'll, we'll keep you in mind for trying to introduce you first over everyone else, including myself being the host. Mm-hmm. I see this. I said that she's going to take over soon. Yeah. It ain't happening. Don't look at me like that. But also, I do have to thank my other two wonderful co-hosts, starting off with the OG of Internet Wonderland, the man, the myth, the legend, Monkey. Thank you for doing this a second time around. Yep, I, I was still here. They had not untied me yet, so I, I'm, I was pretty much in the same situation as Wesley was with the broomstick over me, so I can't move. Please send help. But I fed you. He did. I, I guess I'll, I'll, I guess that's a, a good trade-off. And I brought you candy. She did that too, yes. Yeah. And also, I'd like to thank the First Lady of Internet Wonderland, Miss Sally Stitch, for joining us on this episode. Yeah, Thanks for having me. Always, always, always. Out of the under-the-table spot. I'm trying to off work. the floor. I'm trying to work on getting the splitter and everything. <laughs> you right. watch it, uh, someone with a very weird name that rhymes with a color might say you're being human trafficked and we might all get in trouble. Yeah, good point. So this We gotta is, watch our fun jokes. Yeah, that is true, we do. So this has been another episode of Cheshire's Place, A Looking Less in Illogical Madness. I've been your host, the melodious one, Mr. Cheshire. And just as my namesake, the Cheshire Cat, I am everywhere, yet nowhere. Oh, that's right, we never did mention what the Sunday episode was going to be. The Sunday episode? Yeah, we were supposed to originally, but just to give everyone a heads up. Originally on this Sunday, so tomorrow. The third, the fourth, fifth. We were going to do the spoken word collaboration with our friends over in Spoken Word. And we talked about this during the first episode that we did today. Then we were talking about possibly moving the cheat list up to tomorrow due to the fact that... um, There was some unfortunate... Things that happened, and and the the uh, the host of the uh, spoken word um, had to push back some stuff. Yeah. So the spoken word is actually going to be doing their first episode February eleventh. Which they they already got recorded, but they're they're working on their editing of it. From what I've seen. Yep. So once everything comes online, we will be sharing that information as well. Now, leading on to our projects that we have here. Originally, we were going to do the cheat list. Tomorrow. Well, technically not originally. There was going to be some scheduling conflicts with Aphrodite and Lilith, which, okay, we were going to try to move it up. But now it's actually going to fall on February 12th, so next week. So what you're actually going to get is a double shot of a little bit of lust and fun with the Lust List Volume 2 on on Saturday the 11th. And then the cheat list, volume three on the 12th, which means our two affirmation um, episodes that we were originally going to have on the 12th, which was going to be, hold on one second. On February 12th, originally, we were going to do warning signs of dating. Now we're actually going to move that to February 18th. Which was the original date for the cheat list, volume three. So on the 18th and 19th, you're going to get two affirmation-based podcast episodes. So it's going to be a first for us where we have two affirmation-based back-to-back. So hopefully we can get these right. Mind you, for these episodes on the 18th, the warning signs of dating, 
And on the 19th, the expectations of relationships, we're going to try our best to explain everything. None of us are professionals, so this is just... And again, I, I, I probably am the, 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 the worst for, for all ways of my, my last relationship and me being arrested, so yeah. When he says that, he's actually telling the truth. And, yes. But yet, we're not going to share that story because yeah, it's just, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're just going to leave it alone. But once again, let me rewind. This has been another episode of Cheshire's Place, a looking glass in a logical madness. I have been your host, the melodious one, Mr. Cheshire. And just as my namesake, the Cheshire Cat, I am everywhere, yet nowhere. We'll see you tomorrow night. Mm-hmm.